Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Baseball. You know, the beauty of baseball is you can sit next to your neighbor and have a conversation, or you can just completely ignore them. Baseball spoken here. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. That is a reviewable play, but the Yankees choose not to review it. A swing and a drive to deep right. Away back off the pole. Francisco Lindor. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch, a deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. It's 2-2 two to two in the bottom of the sixth, and I just can't get my eyes off that man with the tall head. It's quite a game, but man, that guy is ugly. You know that guy hasn't blinked this entire game? Just a dead-eyed idiot out on a Thursday afternoon. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. We're going to be awesome for you right now. On 1080. Hey, one for one. That's about a thousand, dude. That's big, my baby. Help us, please. Somebody help us. The Fan. Welcome in to the second hour of the Hot Corner. We do this bad boy every single Wednesday night. You can download this podcast on the Les Schwab Tires podcast. Also, speaking of that, Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow. Style podcast, right? Nope. Nope. Zwickle. Shows what I know. Zwickle Mania podcast tomorrow. That'll drop. So that's fun. You can download that. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, we Radio.com, 1080 The Fan. Dude, I don't know, man. Dude, I work eight days a week. <laughs> what do you want from me, dude? We did the Reds last week. I, I don't know, man. It's our own podcast, Patrick. I know, we should, dude. You should know these I got guys. like six jobs, man. You do? Four. What? Sounds sounds better to say uh, six. Two? No. Yeah, you have two general jobs. <laughs> well, yeah, two general jobs. The podcast isn't even one of those. Well, I mean, it's part of the, the second general job. Okay, I have two jobs that I get paid for, and I have three other jobs that I don't get paid mm, for. Okay. Does that sound better? That's better. Okay, cool. Uh, we are going to dive into the uh, Saint, uh, into the uh, excuse me the uh, National League Central uh, preview right now, and I kind of want to start with this. So who won the division last year? For those of us that do not remember, the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes. No. The oh. Chicago Cubs. Or was it a tie? The Chicago Cubs won. I was going to say the Cubs. Might but... have been a tiebreaker, but the Cubs hosted that wild card game. See, we're on top of things. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to double check. You can keep talking. Uh, so either way, the emerging champion from that was the Milwaukee Brewers, right? Correct. Yes. I think um, it wasn't it in. They had a one game playoff. Wrigley. They had a one game playoff to win the division. And then the loser had to go to the wild card game. Confirmed, Brewers. But the Cubs were hosting. Cubs hosted the one game playoff. Yes. The Brewers beat them, and then the Cubs went to play a wild card game, and they lost. Baseball's real? No, they won. Baseball's real. They won. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> 
So we got this huge convoluted mess they in the played Nash- the Rockies, and the Rockies and the Rockies faltered. Oh, that's right. Damn it. But yeah, the Cubs got were hosting that game. I remember it low, super low scoring. Yep. Uh, Brewers win. Then the Brewers played the Rockies, beat them, and then lost in the first round to the Dodgers. The Rockies did. The Brewers. The Brewers went to the National League Championship Series to the Dodgers. Mm, okay, yeah. They went to a Game 7, Mike. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I'm out of baseball mode. Should we just mail this in? Like, are we done here? We've lost all credibility in, like, 20 seconds. Oh, that's right. Rockies were the Divisional Series. The Cubs are out. They lost both those games. They lost Look, the game to the Brewers, and they lost a game to the Rockies, and they were out. Look, I am dumb. The Brewers beat the Cubs. This is what happened, okay? We're idiots. We know we're idiots. The Brewers beat the Cubs. I'm not an idiot. I'm not dying on this. The Brewers beat the Cubs at the end of the regular season to win the division. Correct. The Cubs then went to the wild card game, lost to the Rockies. Okay. The Brewers played the Rockies in the divisional series, beat the Rockies. That's where I got confused. In a terrible series. And then lost in seven games to the Dodgers. Okay. They did play the Rockies. I just thought it was the wildcard game. I apologize. <sighs> okay. We'll move on. So how about them Brewers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like, uh, so looking into this, I want to look real quick. So that's where we were last year. This division has, and I want to, I kind of want to talk about what improvements have been made to this division and who are things people have lost. Not a whole lot of people have left this division. There's not a whole lot. Nope. Everything's kind of the same. There is one new addition, and that is a big, big, big fan of this show. Sonny Gray. It is not Sonny Gray. Damn. You probably already forgot. It is Paul Goldschmidt plays for the St. Louis Cardinals. No, I remember that, yeah. I was joking. And that <laughs> is and that is going to be probably the biggest shakeup in this division, right? Because everything think so. right now kind of seems the same. I would think so. I... Like Wade Miley's gone from Milwaukee, but you're kind of like, eh, whatever. Right. The Cubs haven't really lost anybody or gained anybody. I mean, their starting rotation is still, like, super filthy. Um, right now it has you, Darvish, as the fifth starter. The fifth starter. Cole <laughs> Hamill's at four. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So things are all right there. Uh, but this division is going to kind of look look the same. It's, it's going to be more about how people, I guess, come to play, right? To me, this division is going to come down to two teams. Not in the or finishing order, but in terms of how this division finishes will be based on two teams, the Cardinals and the Reds. The Cardinals add Paul Goldschmidt, okay. which you mentioned, huge impact player right in the middle of their lineup. Big time. Uh, their lineup actually looks pretty decent at the, at the moment. Uh, and that is that player right there. Remember, the Cardinals are always in it. They're always, always one of those wild card first place in the NL Central teams. Adding Goldschmidt will put them right back squarely in that mix. And they added Andrew Miller this year as a free agent, too, in the bullpen. And the reason I say the Reds is the last couple of years, it was pretty easy to say you've got the Cubs, Cardinals, and everybody else. Brewers have entered that conversation. The Pirates are tanking and not very good. And the Reds have been awful for a long time. The Reds are trying right now. Now, they're not getting all the big-name players, but don't forget they got Yasiel Puig. They got Sonny Gray and Alex Wood to add to Luis Castillo, who was up and down this past year. They got Matt Kemp on that team. Scooter Jeanette's coming off a career year. Uh, Eugenio Suarez is coming off a career, at least first half. So you've got a bunch of guys on this team now who 
can make this not a joke of a team. If you look at their starts, uh, their starting players, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight new players in their bullpen starting rotation bench and starting lineup. They're going for it in a, in a way. They, they're not spending the big money, but they're trying to make additions to make the team better. And because of that, I wonder how much of a wrench they're going to throw into the division. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but I think they could affect it. I think they can affect it. That's what my – the Cardinals and Reds are the two teams that will most affect this division, in my opinion. I guess my quick counter before we get into, like, what we like about this division and where we see the future of this division for next year, my counter argument to the Reds being improved is that the Pirates are going backwards. So does that not level it out? Like, the Pirates are getting worse. Sort of. So the Reds are getting better, yeah. but the Pirates are getting worse. Because right. the Pirates did make that trade for Chris Archer because they thought they were going to go for it, and they're not. Now he's the fourth starter, according to the roster resource. Now, sometimes players, you know, don't. Sometimes when we touch. Sometimes guys kind of run their course. I mean, it's to be fair, they got a lot of young guys on there. Jameson Tyon, Trevor Williams had a great year last year. So I don't necessarily. Mick Kingham came up as a rookie last year. Yeah, so okay. I don't necessarily blame them. I mean, Chris Archer's your quote-unquote ace. I guess I don't know if Tyens deserved that. Yeah, I don't but know. but what I'm saying is that the Pirates have gone backwards, and the Reds are going forward. Does that not balance it out a little bit? It might, but I mean the Reds have been a joke. I like joke. your point, though. I like your point. The Reds have been a joke, joke, like a triple joke, and I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. Their okay. starting rotation is questionable, but a lot of new faces. I mean, I I like Alex Wood a lot. I don't think he's really someone to joke about. Sonny Gray might just need a change of scenery. Some of his stats were very, he's, he's very the guy heavily wanna, favored on the road. He's the guy I want to watch next year. And he pitched to like a 2-8 ERA on the road and like a 7-5 in Yankee Stadium. So it could just mean change of scenery. Now Great American Ballpark is also a bandbox, but right. just get out of the pressure of being a, a, a Yankee. Some players just can't handle it. We've seen it 100 times. Sunday grade is probably one of those guys. So I'm intrigued to see how he does as well. All right. When we come back, we'll kind of make some predictions about how we see this thing going next year. And we'll do that. This is the hot corner on Portland sports leader, 1080 the fan. I can't believe it. That we're in an elevator with a Puma. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Um, could you hit seven for me? Okay, no need to. That's fine. I'm good. Believe it. Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. State 20 here on Portland Sports Leader. We're talking about the National League Central right now. Fell into a little warp there. I was looking at Philly's depth chart. It's kind of sexy without Machado. Or without uh, Bryce Harper, I mean. Would have been sexier with either of those players. No, because they got Gene Segura. Gene Segura's good. So put Machado at third. But you don't want that. You got to play shortstop. Me play shortstop. It's like, how about you just, how about I'm paying you $300 million? How about you play where I tell you to play? Don't, nope. don't talk like that. That's like DH talk right there. Me, just bat, no play field. Me, swing bat. <laughs> yeah. what, Keep that, bats warm. Was that you trying to imitate me 
in one show from like a year ago where you were like turned me into caveman voice? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, you're the one who remembered that. I forgot that. Uh, <laughs> I just I just think caveman talk is hilarious for like stupid opinions. Me swing stick, hit ball far. Me name Manny. <laughs> me am Padre now. I feel like we're also like, no, never mind. Not going to say it. Although I said am, <laughs> like I am yeah. Padre. Yeah. He didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> caveman says me is padre <laughs> padre is me maybe he did say me am <laughs> me am padre Ooh, close buddy You're close <laughs> me am padres <laughs> wait you are Fathers? plural yeah. <laughs> uh we were talking about the national league central and you where am we am plural and where we see this thing going uh i'm look i've been like rotating through all the teams on roster resource and what i kind of like uh, Milwaukee looks good, right? Yeah, bullpen's still legit. Bullpen's still legit. Looks like Woodruff is going to be a starter this year. I like how they have three closers on uh, roster resources. They got three closers. Um, however, the the roster that I cannot get past, even though the bullpen is absolutely atrocious, but can be figured out at the deadline, I can't get past this Chicago Cub lineup. They didn't really add anybody or lose anybody, but it's still so good. The yeah, they made three, well, four moves. They got Kendall Graveman from the Oakland A's. He's on the DL. They got Brad Brack or Brad Brock, however you say his name, from the Orioles, mm-hmm. middle reliever. Got Xavier Cedeno, middle reliever, from Milwaukee. And Daniel Descalso from Arizona, formerly a Cardinal, to be a bench player. Yeah, they're they're almost completely unchanged. To me, that's the team to beat. The Brewers were a great story last year. I think the Brewers will once again be in the playoff hunt. But when you compare starting rotations, I think the lineups are very even. When you compare starting rotations, the Cubs rotation blows the Brewers out of the water. Yeah, you were telling me that, uh, what was it, Sports Illustrated or ESPN put out their best rotations? Yes. And they chose the Indians? Yes. Because they, what they did was they put tiers of starters. Okay. And the Indians had one tier one, Corey Kluber. Yeah. There's only five in tier one total, by the way. Two or three tier two, and then yeah, the rest were in tier three. Whereas the other rotations had various different tiers all over the place. Okay, because I guess Lester is not in your tier one. No. But, I mean, this rotation in Chicago is Lester, Hendricks, Quintana, Hamels, and Darvish. I will tell you where they ranked the Cubs momentarily. But, uh, I mean, on paper, the rotation looks filthy. That's great. But Darvish was awful before the injury. Yeah. So, we'll see what that what that happens with him. Lester's not getting any younger. Hendricks didn't have exactly the same year that we thought for he was going to have last year. Quintana- Hamels, Hamels is not getting any younger either. No, but Hamels was great. And Quintana was really good, too, actually. So, I mean, it's an absolutely fantastic rotation, 100%. The, the glaring thing, though, is this bullpen. It's the same dudes. Mike Montgomery, Carl Edwards Jr., Pedro Strop, you know, like Tyler Chatwood. Like, what are we doing here? This has the Cubs as having four tier threes, one tier four uh, starter. Who's the tier four starter? Uh, Darvish? Let me look it up. Just search it. <laughs> Interesting. This is like that. This is almost like tier three. You've got Hendricks, Darvish, Hamels, and Quintana. So Lester. Tier four is Lester. Whoa. Yep. I mean, he is 35. 
He's got three World Series rings. That he does. Well, that's the thing I wonder. Like, is this rotation any good? Or are we just do we just know who they are? It's like shiny and bright. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh it's God. like, oh my gosh, these guys are so great. I think that it is very good. And I honestly expect a bit of a bounce back year from you, Darvish, but I mean if you look at the ages of these guys, none of them are young. No. Uh-uh. So we'll see. I mean if you look they went at went all in on a World Series, they had to. If you look at last year, their best pitcher was Kyle Hendricks. And that was almost entirely because of the second half of the season. He was actually their worst pitcher in the first half of the season. Their second best pitcher was Cole Hamels. The, I mean, it is entirely because of the second half of the season because that's when he got there in the trade deadline. And then it goes uh, Lester and then Quintana and then you Darvish, who was just hot garbage. So I think Hamels still had it and he found something mm-hmm. switching to the, to the Cubs, switching divisions and leaving Texas where he was kind of left to rot. Because remember – Hamels was amazing, and then he went to Texas, and he just couldn't do it there. So getting back to the National League and and getting into a bit of an easier hitting league in general, I think helped him a lot. Uh, Quintana's perennially underrated, in my opinion. So I I think it is shiny and bright, and it looks all pretty on paper, but I kind of think it's going to be really good, too. I'll leave you on this one. Do the Cardinals have enough to compete in this division? Absolutely, 100%. Because we assume Milwaukee and Chicago will be there. Yeah, I mean, just quickly for Milwaukee, their lineup is almost entirely unchanged. They added Yasmani Grandal, a catcher who, despite his horrible performance in the World Series or in the NLCS. Against the Brewers, in the World which Series, is hilarious. Um, you know what? That guy played so bad against us. Let's sign him. Well, he just played bad the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I so know. It, was, uh, it was one of those things where it just kind of felt like it got in his head. But he's a really good hitting catcher, probably one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. And they had... Just not isn't saying much, but no, but they didn't really have much of the catcher position last year. I mean, Manny Pena was their starter. Who? Yeah, exactly. right. So, I mean, that's who they added. Everybody else is still there. Mustakas resigned. Uh, you know, Aguilar had a great year last year. Don't forget him. Well, home run hitting machine. Yelich obviously won MVP. Lorenzo Kane had a really solid year for them. So I think they're basically going to be in the same boat. Their pitching staff is not great. No, it's Outside, super bad. Their bullpen is amazing. Bullpen. Their starters are not great, and that's where the concern comes in a little bit. But we'll see. I think they'll be in it, and I think the Cardinals can be in it because I think their starting rotation is really, really, really overlooked. Um, don't this, forget this Carlos Martinez thing, though. He's there, but he's hurt. He's shut down for two weeks for elbow stuff. You know, I mean, it's just it's just spring training. You never know. But before he got hurt last year, Michael Walker was having a career year. Yep. Wayno's uh, still somehow powering through. Jack Flaherty was really good last year, and Miles Vicolas was really good last year as a 30-year-old who they got out of Japan a couple of years ago. So I don't love their bullpen. They added Andrew Miller. Jordan Hicks is the closer. He's really fast-throwing and really wild, but I think they certainly have enough to to compete in this division. You add Paul Goldschmidt to that lineup, you'll be involved. It's It'll gonna, be a really, really, really interesting three-team race. It's going to be fun to watch that. So, gun to your head, who you got? Cubs. Yeah? Yep. I think I'm going to take Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee, maybe at the trade deadline, makes something happen. I don't know what their farm system looks like, but they might they might need it. Yeah, get, get a starter, get somebody. You made it that far last year with nobody. Well, but it worked. I know. So get somebody, and you can maybe get there. 
get it's one kind of my get thought. one person get one guy so that the rest of the time you can use your bullpen to the advantage exactly get one don't go full guy. don't go full tampa bay rays no no but just get one guy and then make it happen god that bullpen is good plus i just love christian yelich although they signed matt albers can i ask why eh, who knows maybe why how is he still in the league maybe they're trolling us Maybe they were like, you know what? We're going to sign this guy because the hot corner is going to wonder why. <laughs> That's exactly the reason. Yeah. They love Goldschmidt. We traded for Goldschmidt because the hot corner loves Paul Goldschmidt. So let's let's figure this out. Maybe these guys are onto something. And for the Pirates, before we move on, not going to be their year. No, 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 no. They've got some good young players that they're looking to call up. You know, And they still have Marte, and they still have Polanco, and they still have... Uh, Corey Dickerson and Francisco Cervelli. So you know how much I love Jameson Tyen. I love Jameson Tyen too. I love him. I love him. And they got Melky Cabrera this year. The Milkman. Yeah, he's done. He's done. He's never done in my heart. All right. Well, I'll take the Brewers. You'll take the Cubs. It'll I love be you, an, Melky. It'll be an interesting race. I'm excited to see it. It's always a fantastic race in the National League Central. When we come back, we have fair or foul led by the fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, and here he is now with the sports. Is it fair? Oh my That's goodness. A fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now, as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is fair or foul, and I feel like at this point of the show, you could just ask us players that are no longer on their former team, and Mike and I would have no idea who they play for. Probably true. As Drupal Cabrera. No clue. Me neither, and I thought I knew, and I don't. Anyway, we turn it over to Joe for fair or foul. <laughs> Excuse me. I was taking a, taking a drink there. I got the black lung pop. It's not well ventilated down there. Um, so, our first fair foul, obviously it's going to be, you know, Manny Machado related. He just kind of got a pretty big contract there. Uh, but there have been a lot of big contracts in baseball. Um, and there's five of the highest paid contracts per year. Fair or foul all belong to pitchers. Wait. You're talking about currently? Yes. Per year. Per year. All belong to pitchers. Fair or foul? No? Isn't I, that... Yeah, I, 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 this, this feels like a trap because didn't we just say the most money per year is Manny Machado ever? And Giancarlo makes well, a lot too. Manny that Machado was like a deal. is a... Um, yeah, I'm going to pull this up. I'll pull it up just to confirm that I'm not uh, messing this up. But what I was seeing is that there were a lot of pitchers up there, but it was at all five. Because the contract extensions is what threw, uh, threw this number off as well. Oh, like Max Scherzer might make 33 mil a year. Right. Mm. I'm very confused because I feel like it's a trap, but I'm going to say foul because... Everything just said Manny Machado just got the richest contract in baseball history per year. Free agent contract. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with fair 
Because I think... Oh. Right, because extensions are not free agent contracts. Yes, because I'm going to think that Max Scherzer, I'm going to think Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw, I'm going to think Justin Verlander, all make more money than everybody else. It is foul. It is not all five. You do have Zach Greinke. Ah, dang it, Greinke. You do it's have. It's always Greinke. And that was a free Why agent. Is it always Greinke. And that was a free agent. Nobody too. likes you, and it's always Greinke. And he is the highest per year at thirty-four point four million. See, so, that's like that's like Matt Ryan makes the most money in the NFL. So is Machado the highest paid position player of you all got, time? You got Greinke. You got Price, Kershaw, oh, and then David Price. Nobody likes you. <laughs> and then uh, Scherzer and Machado are technically tied for fifth. Uh, they're both at thirty million, but Miggy Cabrera at thirty-one Ooh. million dollars a year. Sup, brother? By the way, that is the worst contract in baseball right now. Yeah. Well, right now, no, I don't know. Pujols is still pretty. Chris bad. Davis. They gave uh, him that. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Correction, Chris. <laughs> Chris Davis is the worst contract in baseball. Like, Nobody likes you. But Miguel Cabrera just two years ago signed an eight-year, like $280 uh, million dollar deal. I feel like I shouldn't have to. Yep, no, I did not have to scroll far to find Chris Davis's name on this list. <laughs> $23 million a year, Chris Davis. Uh, yeah. uh, hit 150. Woo! Just give him Adderall, apparently. That's all he needs, right? You need that Adley Rutschman draft pick. That's what you need, Joe. Oh, my God, please. Damn it, Zach Granke. Anyway, uh, right. me. On I can't get past this Granke thing. To the next one. Um, so Padres um, spending a lot of money, uh, obviously. Uh, unprecedented um, amount of money. Well, not really, because they kind of did it a couple of years ago with Camp and Upton a bit, right? That was a disaster. But, I mean, in 2010... Get rid of them both, though. In 2010, fair or foul, Padres' payroll was less than $40 million. Um, I'm going to say fair because I remember... Uh, 2010 is tough for me. It's hard for me to commit on that. But I remember the Padres having such an embarrassingly low payroll compared to other teams at one point. And as I said earlier when we talked about this, they have been going through this tanking thing for a while. So I'll say fair. Uh, I have to uh, admit something here. Tom Crean was freaking out on the court. In he the was. Basketball highlight, and, and I, I didn't even know he was the Georgia head coach. And I wasn't listening. So would you ask the question again? <laughs> in 2010, fair or foul, the Padres payroll was less than $40 million. Ooh, $40 million? Let's see. I think the lowest payroll in baseball right now is the Rays. So, yeah, at, basically 10 years ago. I mean, yeah, yeah. The Rays at like 65, 50. Uh, I will say, I'll say foul just because you can't be that low. Well, <laughs> according to uh, Cubs GM Jed Hoyer, in 2010, my payroll was $38.5 million when I was the GM of the Padres. That was my thought. Times have changed. I have the oh, official geez. I have the official list of 2010 in front of me. Did you know the Padres were not the lowest payroll in baseball? Stop. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> so there is a gap from 28 to 29. 28 is Oakland, 51.6. 29 is the Padres, 37.8. 
and then you have 30. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Wow. 34.9. Seems about right. I mean, that was just before they actually started getting better with McCutcheon and some of the dudes they have now. So, All right, and to our last one, I mean, just plain and simple, I'll just lay it on you. Fair or foul, Aubrey Huff had a better first seven years of his career than Manny Machado did. Oh, yeah, we forgot to bring this up. (laughs) And I felt like we would not get to it if I did not bring it up. So if you did not see today, Aubrey Huff went on Twitter and compared his first seven years to Manny Machado, his stats and his numbers, and they are comparable. They're, I mean. They're basically identical. I mean, they are. Uh, Give it to Aubrey Huff. He, He crunched the numbers. He pulled it up. And he said, man, wish I was hard when baseball (laughs) references the thing. (laughs) Right. He's like, man, I wish I was around 10 years ago. You know, congrats to Manny. Basically alluding to the fact like, man, I'm basically a three hundred million dollar player. And then proceeded to reply to tweets uh, about um, fielding. And he's like, well, I could play first base, third base, right field, left field. So I gave my manager the option to put out the best possible offensive lineup every day. Don't think Manny's going to go play outfield. That's true. I'm oh. gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say foul because although the numbers are very similar, I never viewed Aubrey Huff the same way I viewed Manny Machado. So uh, I'm gonna say foul. But also, can I? He played in the steroid era, so is that like? Are we gonna ignore that? Uh, Aubrey Huff, Tampa Bay Ray to San Francisco Giant, former Oriole too, and then to the Orioles, yeah. But I mean, was that his path? Yes. Rays yeah. to Giants to Orioles. I believe so. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember, remember him on the Giants. I don't remember him in the Orioles days. Two-time s- World Series champion, I think, on the Giants. I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna say push because I think they're pretty similar. And a man who is versatile is uh, <laughs> worth it in my book. Get out of here. Okay, then I'll take fair. Because <laughs> a man who is versatile and willing to play anywhere where coach wants him, not like you gonna put me at shortstop. Hi Yankees. Oh, you want me? I'm gonna play shortstop. And they're like, what well, we have, Didi? Shut up! I'm playing shortstop. <laughs> Like, oh, oh, okay, sorry, Mr. Machado. No, I'll take Aubrey Huff. <laughs> the other great part about it was uh, someone who was like, brought up like Saber metrics. He's like, war, launch, uh, launch angle, spin rate. Who gives an S about that stuff? So Aubrey Huff yelling at clouds and not a not an analytics kind of guy. That's right up Patrick's alley. That's my kind of dude. He's got a new favorite non-Indian player. Yeah, I got a new favorite guy. And checking the text line earlier, people are uh, none too happy with your opinion, saying you take Lindor of Machado. I don't think Mike said it too, and nobody is back. Nobody is admitting that. They think I'm just saying it because I'm a homer. No, I'm saying it because he's the best shortstop in baseball. I don't care if his hair's blue. He's better than everybody else. (laughs) That's fair, foul. That's fair foul. Thank you, Joe. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Wow. 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 It's Lynch. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Mike Lynch just said something to me that at first I took as like a Hey, thanks for looking out for me, but I don't feel so good anymore about it. He said, and I quote, Man, I wish Wazoo basketball was good so you had something to root for. It's just cold-blooded, man. No, I was saying it, honestly, as like a, I feel bad because I like your passion about Wazoo football. And I know you like 
college basketball better than college football. Yeah, it's not my passion for Wazoo football. It's my passion for Wazoo. Right, but you like college basketball better than college football. For sure. And whenever I talk about college basketball, you seem to have like this glaze come over your eyes like, I like this sport, but I'm so sad. You know, I'm because every year I'm so. Hey, Frank's is good. Frank's is playing well for us right now. I'm I'm kind of on the same page as you right now, Patrick. Uh, I was on a little bit of a high uh, to start the year with the Pittsburgh Panthers, and now they've uh, lost like uh, nine, ten in a row. They've hit that freshman wall, so I'm right there with you. College basketball is not so much uh, fun to talk about anymore. Two of those losses to Syracuse was. Thank you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Wazoo basketball swept the Arizona schools. We could go. I did see that, and both of them. Way better than Wazoo is talent-wise. Way better than Wazoo. We at the bottom, my friend. That you are. Although I thought. No, someone else is at the isn't bottom. is Cal really bad? Cal's, yeah, I think Cal's at the bottom. But, I mean, we ain't good. We're never good. We got Uncle Ernie. We're so bad that we decide to give a contract extension to Uncle Ernie. Like, do you know how awful that feels? I'm assuming it feels worse than the Ken Bone era. The Ken Bone era went to a NIT final in which we lost to Wichita State, who went to a final four the next year. Holy cow, cow. I like how you're just, like, stretching that into the next year. Well, and the they year, did this. And the year before, we had Tony Bennett, but the year before, we lost to North Carolina, who went on to win a national championship, and we held them to the least amount of points they had scored all tournament and had the smallest margin of defeat of any team that played North Carolina, Small thus victory. making us the second-best team in, in the tournament that year. Wasn't that the year they beat everybody by double figures, including you guys? Yeah, but they only beat us by 12. <clears throat> they beat everybody else by, like, 18 and 25. Mike's just a pretentious look at me. I root for a blue blood in no. college basketball. I don't think they you pick can. pick on the small guys. They're, they're like a light blue I don't blood. think you can call Syracuse a blue blood anymore. I was going to say a baby blue blood. Uh, just for the record, Cal, going for that defeated record, 0-13 <laughs> in conference play I right now. I just looked up and I was like, <laughs> oh, God, they're 0-13. Wazoo is 3-9 and in conference, and that's a win over Arizona and Arizona State a week ago. And Cal? Probably Cal. Yeah, yeah, and Cal. Uh, I, I wasn't, you know, I can't, like, let's be real here. Pac-12 basketball is just, just awful. Yeah, they are a one-bid league, maybe two, in Joe Lenardi's bracketology from this week. If Oregon State goes deep in the Pac-12 tournament, they'll get in. Maybe. the Right now it has Washington as, like, a 7 or a 10 seed, one of those two. Oh, gross place to be. And then Arizona State was the play-in 12. Oh. As like the last team in. Oh. That's it. Where are your ducks now, huh, chumps? Yeah, so I think Patrick, what is it? Uh, Wazoo's three and nine in yeah, conference Yeah, dude, play? I saw my phone buzz the other day, and it was like, Washington narrowly escapes massive upset from Wazoo. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second here. Massive upset. UW's not that good this year. Oh, right. Nobody's good in the Pac-12. Looking at the first four and next four out. No, Wazoo. No Pac-12 schools. And Arizona State's not the last team in. They're the, the third to last team in. So Arizona State might make it? They, I guess. I mean, they started. Remember, they beat, didn't they beat Kansas? Yeah. And then lose to Princeton the next game? Yeah. And Utah? Yeah, they lost to Utah the game after that, too. Lost to Stanford, lost to USC, lost to Wazoo, lost to Colorado. Ugh. Do you think a conference... Ugh. Do you think a major conference could be any worse than the Pac-12 is right now in basketball? Nope. Yeah, right? It is it is 
really bad. Like, and, it's and not I, just bad. It's like, oh, Big 12's having a down year in football, or, oh, SEC is having a, a up year in basketball, or whatever. But have you ever seen a major conference this bad in a major sport? Personally, no, but I, I haven't watched college sports my whole life, so I can't say for sure. I, I started watching it later in my – closer when I got to college. But the – I mean, you look at – so right now the – the big four conferences outside of the Pac-12 have nine, eight, eight, and eight teams getting in. And the Pac-12 has potentially two. Potentially. Right. And it's I, – I don't I, – I'll admit I don't normally watch a ton of Pac-12 basketball, but this year I've had to run a lot of the Duck games on, on weeknights. So I watch and I, I keep an eye on the other Pac-12 games. And I have not seen worse basketball in a very long time across the board. Right. Washington's the best team in the conference, right? Their defense is really good. They play the two, three zone from Syracuse. Mike, Mike Hopkins is their head coach. Their offense is not good. Oregon is not good. Oregon state's probably one of the better teams, but they have had some bad losses too, which are going to hurt them in the end, unless they start winning. But the problem is, is they're playing a pac 12 schedule, which is not great, man. It's not going to help them. Yeah, I thought Oregon was supposed to be good this year. Then Bull Bull got hurt. That's it? Yeah. A freshman? Uh, was Kenny, whole year? Kenny Wooten got hurt for an extended period of time. And, yeah, they do have a lot of freshmen. And Peyton Pritchard is not as good as uh, people thought he was. And that's what happens when the best talent around him leaves the floor. And, Mike, I'm right there with you. Watching some of their games this year has been somewhat excruciating. It's a mess sometimes of it. And then they go on streaks. It's been very inconsistent. It's, it is very inconsistent. At least for the Ducks. And then, again, as far as Oregon State goes, great year, but you're capitalizing on a down year for the Pac-12. And basically. just looking and looking at Oregon State, just because, you know, they do have a chance if they win out and, and do well in the tournament, the Pac-12 tournament. They're non-conference. They don't have any good wins. None. I'm looking here. I'm trying to find. Like, I get Old Dominion's okay, but not great. They beat Wyoming. Can they, you imagine? They lost to Kent State. Can they you lost to St. Louis. What would happen if UW lost their first game in the Pac-12 tournament? It would just be whoever won. Yeah. And they'd be, what, a 12 seed? Probably. <laughs> a play-in game 12 seed. A 13, seed. yeah, play-in game 12 seed. Conference champion. All right, well, that's that. Next week, we'll do the National League West. We'll talk about that. That'll be some fun f- for uh, Mike Lynch. That's my name. Joe Fisher. I'm Patrick Harris. We'll be back next week. Check out the Beers on Us podcast, and we'll be back. Go do something I would do. Like, forget baseball players. And the playoffs. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.